Hello, and welcome to A Simple Podcast. My name is Anthony. I have a love for music and marketing, and all I'm trying to do is bridge those two things together and talk to some really cool people in music. In this episode, we talk to Andre from Loom, a social media music discovery and streaming application. But what sets them apart is that the app actually allows fans to directly support their favorite emerging artists. Andre is their director of music partnerships, and I could not thank him enough for taking some time out of his day to speak with us. Funny story, but not so funny story. I did have Max, who is the CEO of Live Undiscovered Music, as a guest in early January, but Skype decided to corrupt his audio. Hopefully we reconnect later down the road, but thankfully the conversation I had with Andre did not get corrupted. We covered a lot in this episode, and I believe the more that people become invested in Loom, we truly will be able to change the music industry for the better. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you've listened before, welcome again. And with that being said, let's begin. If you could tell me who you are, what your role is with like Loom and, and what Loom is all about, I feel it would be kind of a the best way to start this off. My role with Loom has... You know, initially we were wearing a lot of different hats uh, when we started this company back in college during our fall semester of our senior year um, in 2017. As a lot of our team members were kind of getting job offers all around the country, uh, we came together as a group of friends that have known each other from, you know, as early as middle school, preschool. Some of us, Max and I were really good buddies growing up just through our older brothers being friends. Um, So came together and just started a think tank and really looking into industries that were growing very rapidly, but the business model wasn't quite keeping up with the advancements of technology and quickly found out that the music industry and everything that's going on in it is extremely corrupt in the sense that emerging artists are struggling to promote their music effectively, get it in front of their fans, and then also connecting with the people that they're actually getting their music in front of. And then on the flip side, fans are, you know, having to spend hours on end just to try to find one solid song and then not being able to easily share that with their friends unless you have, you know, these private group chats and everything like that. So it really silos a lot of the discovery, a lot of the, you know, promotion and a lot of the growth that artists need to have early on, as well as the connectability with their fans and with other artists to collaborate with. So after, you know, doing a ton of research, figuring that out, you know, how corrupt the industry is and that, you know, the top 1% of musicians are really accounted for 90% of all the streams that happen on streaming services right now. So that leaves, you know, 10% of streams for the other 99% of artists out there. And the way that they get paid out just doesn't make sense. It isn't fair because I could be streaming an emerging artist who doesn't get a lot of streams but my subscription fee isn't going to that artist. It goes into the bucket that Spotify has, and then they distribute it based on your percentage of streams compared to the entire platform's percentage of streams. So with that, you have the top 1%. Spotify has deals with the top three record labels who are naturally going to be pushing the artists that are signed to them. You know, the Shawn Mendes, the Beyonce's, the Drakes of the world, which is why they those artists are constantly breaking the charts. They're constantly getting suggested to you. It doesn't matter who you're listening to. So trying to make that experience just better in general for the fans and for the artists. Uh, and then also enhancing the ability for venues and A&R companies to do better research and spend their money more wisely, being that 30% of their budget 
typically goes to A&R in finding that next big artist, but a lot of it's a gamble for them. So using what we have on our platform, because we are essentially democratizing music, it's no longer having a few people at the top of the funnel force feed you everything that you're listening to and having that passive listening experience that you have on Spotify where you can click on a playlist. Yeah, the songs might be new to you. You're going to love them. But these artists are more often than not already signed to labels or they're paying a ton of money or they know somebody that ha- does this la- uh, playlist placement, right? Right. Um, and just giving everybody an opportunity to actually get out there, get discovered, promote themselves, have their fans act as promoters for them, and then using all of that organic data because we don't let money or relationships influence who's showing up where on our explore charts or within the feed, everything is generated by our users and what they're interacting with. So with that, we can now help venues and A&R companies be more efficient with their capital. So if there's, you know, extra seats available at a show and they want to book an opener to help sell those extra tickets, they're not going to be going to their buddy that's in a band and just give them that slot, which is what happens right now, which doesn't equate to additional ticket sales or drink sales, which are the only two things that venues care about, sadly. So using that to better target the fans and the audience that would be interested in those shows based on what they're interacting with and who they're talking about on the platform on Loom, to sell those extra tickets, get people in the door sooner, which means that drinks are more drinks are being bought, and that helps the venues. We can help mitigate the risk with A&R companies by leveraging the data and the information that we're collecting around each demographic each region so then now it's not a shot in the dark that this artist is going to blow up and having to put all their time and resources into them but investing in somebody who has already kind of proven that within our platform to then you know get signed to a label and take their next step in their career everything that we do is all about providing the tools and the opportunities and we break down all those doors for you so then when you do rise to the top on loom people start recognizing you and, and those labels start to be interested. Um, but not only that, it's all about the fan and artist experience. You know, you can promote your music on Loom. You can upload it. It's social media. So, you know, thinking of it as, you know, an Instagram, a Twitter and a SoundCloud combination, but we're entirely separate from all of that. And it's really about the genuine connection between the fans and the artists, the artists and the artists fostering collaboration and just a positive environment where everybody can come everybody's, you know, trying to accomplish the same goal and that's create a career in music. So by working together, rather than thinking of it as, you know, it's me versus this other person. And if they make it, their success is my demise. That's not how we, that's not how we look at that. We see it as somebody else's success is your opportunity to learn from them, connect with them, potentially collaborate with them. So then you have more opportunities to grow down the road. At the end of the day, that's what you know, quote unquote, a scene is or uh, a local community of, of bands coming together or just musicians coming together. Like you want to work together. Like I see it all the time in, in my area that musicians are always kind of clashing. They're like, oh, that band got to open for this artist. Why didn't I get to do that? You know, rather than seeing or applauding them like, oh, that's great. You guys got to open for them. How can we do that? You know, or what worked for you? It's more of a they see it in a competitive kind of thing at the end of the day, which I don't think it should be that way. Because like to your point, what was the statistic? The 
90% of streams come from 1% of artists? Yep, 90% are of the top 1% of musicians. So, I mean, that, that leaves 99% of the musicians out there kind of sitting high and dry. And if we're competing with one another, that we're not going to change that, you know? Whereas if we work together, which is what your platform is intended for and just what people should take into the offline world as well, if you work together, we could combat that at the end of the day. Right. It's, it's all about having, having one place where everybody can go feel welcome and have those tools and the opportunities there for you. But it's, it's not our job to, you know, put you in a spot where you are going to succeed. You know, you, you still have to invest in yourself as an artist. You still, I mean, you're an entrepreneur when you're an artist, you, you have to do everything that it takes to take a business from ground, from the you know ground floor to the top. So making sure that artists are also thinking about their craft, their music, their brand, what they represent, and also having that be relatable to their audience. Because in the end, if nobody can relate to your music, then there's got to be something different going on, either promoting it to a different audience or, you know, learning from what people are liking or what people don't like. So then you can, you know, take it back, reflect on it a little bit, and then create something different or just enhance it and, and rework it a little bit. And continue to learn how everybody's interacting because in, in the end, you know, it's a learning process. Nobody has, there's no secret formula to what music people are going to be, you know, liking in five years from now. You know, that's, that's entirely changed with how readily available music is to everybody. It's no longer, there's just rap and then there's just rock or there's just alternative music. There's, everything's blending together now. So taking what you've been exposed to learning from that and then figuring out how to, you know, make that appeal to the audience that you're trying to appeal to and also just being genuine to yourself because you can, you know, talk about this life that you live and, you know, everything and, you know, flaunt the money, flaunt the cars, whatever it is. But if your audience can't relate to that, then that there's, you know, that's a hurdle that you have to get over as an artist. And, and within Loom, we provide the tools for artists to promote themselves, connect with their fans, connect with other artists. And it's really up to the artists how much time and effort they want to invest in themselves and those that are, you know, talking to their fans, talking to other artists, sharing other artists' music within the platform that they like because fans love to hear what artists they love are also listening to rather than just constantly pumping your own music, kind of spamming people with, listen to my stuff, support me. You got to give them that reason. You got to bring something to the table that differentiates you from everybody else that's also trying to make a career in music. And in terms of like how you said the tools that Loom has within the app, you mentioned that it has like to where you can share, you can make statuses like a Facebook, like a Twitter in a sense. But in terms of how you were saying like finding your right audience when like for me i'm a casual listener of music but i'm also involved in the industry in in some way shape or form but maybe i don't want to see music on my facebook timeline you know maybe i just want to connect with my friends how how would you say loom kind of fits into that picture because that audience those are music lovers right those are the the future pretty much the tastemakers the people that love music so that is the right platform, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why we built the built the platform the way we did is the way streaming has evolved. It has really taken the engagement and the emotional piece out of music. 
right now people are going on to services like Pandora, Spotify, SoundCloud, and they're going to a playlist and clicking play. Nobody's taking action on songs. When you like a song, you know, people are just letting it play through and they go back to that playlist at another time. They're not adding it to their library. They're not digging deeper to kind of learn more about who that artist is. What's the story behind the song or the story behind that artist? What do they represent? Because that's what takes a casual fan all the way to a super fan is that connectability and that relatability that you have with the artist and their music. So by building our, by building Loom on a social network with streaming elements implemented into it, and now we recently launched the, the feature for fans to also support their favorite artists through our virtual gifting of notes. Um, but we wanted to bring the emotional and the engagement back into the music industry. You know, 20 years ago, everything was CDs. And when you, when you really liked an artist, you had to go buy their CD. You had to pay $10 to go get a CD, which meant to that artist that you are a true fan being that you're willing to put your hard earned money on the table so you can listen to their music every day, all day. Oh yeah. hundred percent. With, with Spotify, SoundCloud, Pandora, it's really just a passive listening experience. Those are people that, you know, are going to go throw on the coffee house playlist and just be content with whatever comes on. Nobody's really fussing about it. Nobody, you know, it's, it's how the industry has really manipulated our minds into thinking, well, this is how it is, and there's no changing it. We're, we're taking the approach of there are fans, there are artists out there that want something different. Fans want to have a more easy discovery experience. They also want to be able to share their music with their friends a lot easier. And who would you rather get a suggested song from, an algorithm or one of your friends? It, right. it, it always comes from people that you're closest to, and you take their opinions a lot more hard than you would take, you know, just a random algorithm spitting out a song when you actually play a song that's unknown. And then three tracks later, you have a Drake song come on because, you know, he's working with Spotify to make sure that happens. Um, but really bringing the, the connectivity and the engagement back into the music industry, because it's, it's the one, it's the one thing in the world that everybody can relate to. It doesn't matter what language you're speaking. You, you understand music and it moves you through the vibrations and just the energy that it gives off. So by now allowing fans to easily find new music based on people that you're following and interacting with, based on who's, you know, the entire platform, what they're liking, you know, democratizing the music discovery experience, and then also making it super easy to share, connect and promote that music. Right now, you can't promote your music on Spotify unless you're paying money or you have a relationship. So it doesn't matter how big you are unless you have a relationship or the money to put into marketing. That, that's how you're going to get out there. And everybody that's you know in the bottom 99%, not everybody has the money or the relationships. So there's got to be a better way to get their music out there. Um, and, and that's where we came in with the ability for artists to promote themselves share their music videos, share their story behind their music, because that's what really draws people in. And then for the fans, making that just super easy and almost like a game, you know, make bringing it, bringing the fun back into music discovery and the sharing of it, you know, letting people support their favorite artists to become favorite or their first fan. As somebody who was very engaged with music discovery back in high school, 
I would spend hours finding new music and I wouldn't find new music. You know, I would find one song, a couple songs a week and you're spending hours doing so. But now you can go onto the feed, you can click a random song. And then just by doing so, you're going to be able to dig in or go into a rabbit hole and find all these other songs as well that are similar to it based on what everybody else on the platform has already interacted with, already liked, already added to their libraries, already supported. Um, so really letting everybody control their own experience with music discovery, sharing it, as well as giving the fans the opportunity to truly help their favorite artists make it to the next level and influencing them to come to their city to perform live because that's, you know, the end goal for an artist is to perform live in front of a crowd, you know, make a monetary income from their music and for a fan to get that live experience from that artist, not just listening to them on the radio or not just listening to them on your playlist over and over again, but actually having that relationship and that connectability when they're on stage and performing for you. Kind of going back to the discovery piece of it, how you said like in high school, like you would spend hours discovering music. And, and now, I mean, there's just so much music out there. And I agree with you. Like, I pay more attention to the bands that my friends send me or they're like, hey, check out this song versus just some random song that pops up on my Spotify playlist. And kind of that whole ideology of like engagement and just bringing back the discovery of music like it's vastly different now than it was 10 15 years ago like i would go to fye you know and talk to the people there like hey what what records would you recommend or what's a really good album that i should buy right now like you don't get that feeling anymore but i feel like with loom you get that in a phone you know like you get that kind of like what are you guys listening to as opposed to going to the record store or talking to the guy that works there you're talking to a bunch of people that are similar to that through the app which i think is super cool exactly it's really just creating a community where everybody has the same goal whether you're a fan or you're an artist as mm -hmm. a fan your goal is to share music with your friends find music way easier than you could ever find through you know, all those blogs and all the music curation sites, as well as the streaming platforms themselves, making that enjoyable. And then for the artist, giving them a legitimate opportunity, regardless of your financial backing, regardless of who you know, if you're putting out content that people interact with and like, you would now have the ability to promote that, leverage your fans as a catalyst for your growth, just because of being built on a social network. You know, you can find a song on Loom and then also share it to the feed on Loom. You can't find a song on Spotify and then share it to the feed on Spotify. There, there isn't a feed for that. Right. You have to then put it to an Instagram or a Facebook or a Twitter. But people that are on those social sites aren't there to find new music. That's very rare. You know, even though 60% of the population follow at least one musician, they're not always trying to find new music. You know, everybody's going to those other social sites for whatever other reasons, right? Whereas everybody that's coming to Loom is coming there because they love music, they love the story behind it, and they want to truly find and share the next big wave, that next big artist, and be that influencer within Loom that they can't do on, on other social sites or other streaming sites. Yeah. For me, I don't go on Facebook to discover new music. I go on Facebook to connect with my family, connect with my friends that I don't see on a regular basis. So for 
us as musicians to think that, I mean, it's possible to grow your brand on those platforms. Like, don't get me wrong, but I think it's a lot more difficult as opposed to a platform like Loom to where that is basically what it is, a music discovery social network, which for one is different. And I personally haven't seen anything like it, but when I have shown it to other friends or just other people that like in my circle, they kind of like your messaging, you know, like fight the corporate noise um, in a industry that's ran by algorithms and these record labels. It's kind of the same mission statement, I would say, that Bandcamp has. But how like, do you agree or disagree with that? Because I think Bandcamp kind of had that same vision, you know, of like empowering independent up and coming musicians, giving power to the fans. But how do you guys fit into this ecosystem? Because you're different. I would not compare you directly to Spotify. I wouldn't compare you to Bandcamp either. But how do you guys fit into the scope of things? Yeah, so we we really like to view the platform as, you know, Loom is a social media platform first with music streaming built into it and the ability for artists to promote themselves, use their fans as a catalyst for their growth to ultimately, you know, take that next step in their career to bridge the gap between the digital and the physical worlds of music, right? We want to allow streaming to be used as a means to an end rather than an end in itself. Right now, if you upload your music to a Spotify, you can get all the streams in the world, but how are you then breaking down those doors to get into live entertainment and using the analytics and the data that they provide you to then go, you know, say Chicago's my biggest market. That's where all my fans are at. I want to go to go perform in Chicago. How do I then get an opportunity to perform in Chicago and know who those fans are? You know, Spotify doesn't tell you exactly who those fans are. They just tell you where they're at. Mm -hmm. Um, You can get the opportunity to, grow within the platform, within the ecosystem, everything's democratized. So it's based on the collective audience within Loom, they're deciding the direction of music going forward. So if they really like what you're putting out, you now know who your fans are based on them adding that music to their library, engaging with your content that you're putting out, supporting you through a virtual gifting system. And then we're breaking down those doors to the live entertainment side as well. So then leveraging our information saying, well, we know that this artist has 300 fans in this market and we know exactly who those fans are, by the way. So now we can take that and market right to those individuals. So we're not wasting a ton of money. We're not wasting efforts or time marketing to people that couldn't care less about it. And when you say we, are you talking about the the artist or, or you as Loom? Like, do the artists have access to those analytics, like to know who exactly it is? Or is it just based on like who follows you? So artists, artists know who are following them. They know who's supporting them. They know who's adding the music to their library. And that's based on, you know, when, when somebody adds a track to the library, you get a notification as an artist that so-and-so just added your track to their library. When they support you, that's public facing. So then other people can also see that you supported this artist. And as, you know, say you discover a song, right? I'm going through my feed and you gave them, you know, some notes. You virtually gifted them. So now I'm saying in my head, okay, Anthony just supported them with his own money. So he really likes them. 
I really like his taste in music. So now I'm going to dive in and learn a little bit more about this artist and their music. And then I maybe support them. And that's just a trickle down effect. And that artist is knowing exactly who these people are just purely based on who's interacting with their stuff. And that's all public facing. People can see that stuff. Um, and then on our side, we can also help venues better book their shows through the data and knowing who these fans are. So then we can take that information and help, you know, direct them in the right way uh, to market it to the right people, you know, being efficient and effective with their resources that they're putting into it. Um, but essentially everything that we're doing right now is, you know, continuing to build out the platform to be the best platform possible for all emerging artists, for all fans to just have that opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity is just not, not readily available. The information as to what people really need to be doing to take their music to the next level, you, you know, that's not always readily available. And then actually, you know, taking that and putting an actionable game plan together, you know, there's a, always a lot of handholding that needs to go on with that. And that's where the community comes in because the community understands, you know, the large community is they're there for the same reason. Everybody wants to help each other, make it to the next level, because if somebody else that's in my network makes it big, my opportunity to make it big is now that much greater because if you collaborate with them, you're, you know, intertwining your fan base is so much easier. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many different ways in which the platform can be used to not only get your music out there, but also get your branding out there and connecting with those fans. It's all about the connection. Right. That's awesome. I kind of want to dive a little bit more into notes and like what the equivalent of, of the notes are to streams. Max kind of briefly explained it to me how one note is the equivalent to one stream from like Spotify or just any other you know, streaming platform out there, but, um, what exactly are they and how like they're, they're public information, you know, like if I, like you said, if, you know, I were to give to you 50 notes, that's public and everyone like the band knows the people that follow me will know you don't hide that. And I kind of want to know why. And if that's just like an, an influence thing, or I think gamification is the right term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we've structured our note system, which is our in-app currency, to be one note you know, equivalent to the average royalty rate of you know, other streaming platforms like Spotify. And the reason we wanted to do that is to really make it simpler in terms of you know, the fans really have no idea where their subscription fees are going. A large majority of them just don't, um, nor do they really care. But the artists have a better idea of what that means for them. So, you know, 50 notes, if I give 50 notes to an artist, that's me essentially giving them 50 streams worth of revenue that I don't have to sit there and stream them that many times to give them the same equivalent support that I want to be able to give them without having to waste my time of doing so. So, I mean, an average song is three minutes, giving them 50 notes, that's saving myself two and a half hours of streaming their music on repeat if I don't have the time, but I want to give them that financial support and that backing of myself because I'm a true fan of them. I love their music. Um, and one of the reasons we don't hide that 
on the platform is because it allows for fans to then act as influencers and, you know, promoters of a specific artist. If you have fans that are willing to put their money, you know, where their mouth is, when people were buying CDs back in the day, you knew that a fan was buying a CD. You knew who that, because they were sharing it with all their friends. You know, if you're driving around in the car, you plop the CD in and everybody knows that, okay, you bought that CD and people have a, you know, a general idea of how much a CD costs, right? 10 bucks. By making that public, we allow the artists to then, you know, it, it's evident how much the community really gravitates to their music based on how many notes that they've been gifted. You know, if you've been gifted 20,000 notes within the platform, that's 20,000 streams worth of revenue that you've earned without necessarily having to get streamed that many times. Um, and just making the barrier to actually supporting your favorite artists a lot lower rather than, you know, I really like this artist one or two songs, but I don't like every single one on the album. You can support those one or two songs, show their, show your support for them. That artist knows it. Everybody else on the platform knows that that track is being supported. And then it lets those songs that are getting more support kind of get the light shined on them a little bit more. As the support goes up, we have notes from 50,000. We have gift. We have eight different gift levels. The lowest is 50 notes and the highest is 4,000 notes. So breaking that down into time, I mean, if you tip somebody a hundred notes, you're essentially supporting them with 300 minutes worth of streaming that you don't have to stream them that many times, nor do people even have the time to stream them that many times. And then it also lets that fan act as an influencer to the rest of the community on Loom. They can see that you put, financial money into that artist's wallet. You're directly supporting them without all the gimmicks of going through, you know, the distributor, everybody else taking their cut before it even gets to you, if it ever gets to you. Um, and then allowing the artist to use that as, okay, I know exactly who my biggest fans are now because I can see who's actually supporting me. I can build better relationships with them, take them from a casual fan to a super fan. And now that super fan is essentially acting as a promoter for you because if my favorite artist is having a conversation with me through direct messaging or within the platform, you can bet your ass I'm telling all my friends about that, right? Sure. That's that's yeah, super cool. That's, that's an experience that you don't really get through an Instagram or Twitter because that's not what those platforms were meant for. Those right. platforms are meant for different things, whereas everything on Loom is... It's all about the music. It's all about the connection. And it's all about letting the fans determine the direction of music going forward. And by doing so, we're making the fans uh, support public. So then, you know, if, if you have one fan that's supporting five different artists at upper levels, okay, that fan is clearly invested in these artists. And if I like those artists' music, now I'm going to be attracted to that fan in particularly and everything else that they're sharing because they just proved that they have great taste in music just solely based on their support for them. Um, and, and really just taking that to the next level of opening the door for the rest of the community to see that and then find that within the feed, engage with it, etc. I was kind of confused at first as to why it was public, but after you explaining it using like the CD analogy, that, that makes perfect sense. And it's kind of the same, like when you have a shirt from an artist, um, it's kind of no surprise as to shirts range anywhere from like 15 to like 30 bucks. And 
you're a walking billboard for that band or, or artist at the end of the day. Exactly. And, and you're going to tell everybody about it because it, it's something that if you had one conversation with them, it doesn't matter how small or how big that band or that artist made you feel important. And mm-hmm. now as, as a fan, I'm going to do everything I can to make them bigger, get every one of my friends to be their fan as well, because then now they're that much more inclined to come to wherever I am in the country to perform live because they actually have that support and they know that they can sell tickets. Yeah, that makes sense. Or, oh, right now it's iPhone only, right? Yeah, we're currently only available on iOS um, and we are currently developing our Android app and as well as our web platform. So by the year's end, we plan on having our Android available and as well as a website platform available uh, where it doesn't matter what device you're on, if you have a phone or not, the internet's available to everybody basically as long as you can go to the public library. <laughs> you can you can go and you can create a profile um, and interact there. Uh, one of the coolest things actually since launching the virtual gifting feature and you know we're actually the very first platform in the United States that is a social media music streaming platform with direct-to-artist support. And within the first two days of launching that feature, we launched it. We did a soft launch on Sunday, but we announced it uh, Monday earlier this week. We had 80% of our users, of our artists, 80% of our artists make more money in the first two days of us implementing this feature than they made in their entire career so far through streaming alone. Oh, wow. That's crazy. It goes to show you that fans want to support the artists and the music that, that, that impacts them and that they care about. They don't want to, once they find out that their subscription fee goes into a bucket and gets distributed based on your entire percentage of streams compared to everybody else on the platform, who's getting streamed the most and who's getting shoved, shoved down your face? It's the mainstream artist. So it doesn't matter if I'm listening to you know, Joe Schmo 3,000 times in a month, my entire subscription fee isn't going to him. It's, it's his 3,000 streams compared to the billions of streams that happen every month. And Shawn Mendes, Drake, Beyonce, they're taking up more, a majority of them. You know, all those A-list artists are taking up a majority of them. So being able to actually support your favorite artists and interact with them and then also have a community of people that are all about finding, sharing, and interacting with new music in a positive community where it's not toxic. People are learning from it. People are growing together, networking. It's opened the doors for you know, 80% of our user base right off the bat to make more financial income through their music than they have made on any other streaming service in their career. Right, which that in itself is a huge accomplishment, not just for you guys, but the artists as well. And I'm sure they're going to be recommending it to all of their other artist friends that aren't on the platform yet. Right, and and that's something that we've started to notice as well. Um, you know, just after launching this feature, we knew that there was going to be an uptick in our users, as well as you know an increase in people coming back to the platform every single day because we have really gamified the music experience we have rewards we have achievements that you can you know earn so just by interacting with supporting your favorite artists you can start to climb that social status ladder and become an influencer within the platform 
and you don't need to have this, you know, rap caviar status to get yeah. to have everybody come to your page and look at what you're doing. It's all based on, well, I'm supporting all these artists that I really love. And everybody else really loves them too. So now my name is now associated with that artist's name as well. Not only are people seeing that I've supported them, but they see that I'm their top supporter. Which you don't see that on like the Twitters. I know Facebook has like the top fan thing, but not everyone enables that here. It's just anyone could potentially become that, you know. And I mean, I could become a top fan of any artist if I comment and like their stuff, but... It's different when you directly support them through notes, you know, like that means a lot more than just being a top fan on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, putting your money where your mouth is. And I can say that I love this artist to everybody in the world. But if I've never bought their merchandise or I've never gone to their show or I've never supported them financially, then that's really, you know, not helping them as much as you could be helping them. You know, Mm -hmm. I could stream their music 500 times in a row on Spotify, but that, in the grand scheme of things, it's not really helping them a whole lot versus I can go dig in my change jar and I can give them financial support for almost no time. I'm wasting almost no, none of my time and bringing that incentive for fans to actually want to support their favorite artists by creating the, you know a little bit of a game within the ecosystem of Loom. I think uh, Max ref- kind of said that the inspiration kind of came from like Twitch, you know, how you can just gift people stuff through there. Yeah, we we looked at Twitch uh, and then there's another company called Tencent Music in China, um, you know, that's, you know, doing something similar. And to be completely honest, I, I have no idea why, you know, all these kids are supporting these esports gamers. To me, it doesn't make sense. But after looking at it and understanding the psychology of why they're doing it, it's because Twitch did a very good job at making it feel like a game. That instant gratification to a fan that when you support on Twitch, you get you know, everybody that's watching that live stream sees your name. They see that you supported them. They know how much you supported them. And then within Loom, I mean, we, we figured that direct support is so much more applicable to music. Think about it. You are walking down the street and there's a street performer. What do you do if you really like their music? You usually throw a dollar in their you know, guitar case or whatever they have out front, right? But right. that seller can only get them so far on the street. It can go buy them a McChicken at McDonald's. That's about it. Or it can you know, go into the savings account. But within Loom... By supporting them with notes, the equivalent of a dollar, you can now amplify their reach to a, to an audience that has already interacted with similar types of music and get that music in front of them that is then financially supporting the artist as well as giving them more exposure to fans that didn't know about them beforehand and give them that opportunity to now grow their fan base with that dollar and not actually have to you know see just one it's a one-way street but it you know there's a lot of different branches that it goes off of with with loom and by implementing that in music i mean it's it's the one thing that moves everybody in a way that you know you can't really explain because it's the energy that comes off of it and actually being able to support their favorite artists is something that you know it's been expressed people have wanted to do it but nobody knows how unless an artist starts a gold fund me and that's just that's just kind of off-putting there's 
you know, what's that money really going towards versus on Loom, you know exactly what that money's going towards. It's, it's going to that artist so they can further their career, get studio time, record more music, promote their music, you know, go on tour and things like that, as well as amplify their reach. That's awesome. I'm still getting used to the app and, and just trying to be more active on it and, and just interact with more people. But everyone just seems really fun on there. You know, like I've seen a lot of cool conversations from it, but I'm excited to dive deep, more deep into it as time goes on. Right. Yeah. And we're actually doing a virtual meet and greet um, in the next couple of days. So we, we do those types of things to really bring the community together. Everybody wants to know who the person behind, you know, the post is. You know, you have a profile picture, but who are you? What's your personality? What do you represent? So we, we always have things going on. We, we have competitions. We have right, right now we're running a remix competition for Young Sum's Moving On song. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've had 50 people enter the competition. And the winners decided based on how many people have supported those songs. Um, so it's really letting the community decide who wins. It's bringing, you know, a friendly competitive nature to the platform while also fostering that collaboration and letting everybody kind of tell their story of who they are without feeling as though they're going to be ridiculed for it or, you know, put on blast for whatever reason. Right. Because on the other sides of the Internet, that's that's what they like doing. (laughs) Other sides of the Internet and social media are not usually all that friendly. I mean, you have Instagram, which is this just facade of look at this perfect world I live in. Look at, you know, all these cool things I'm doing, but that's not your day to day. You have Twitter, you know, that's the political banter and, you know, bashing on each other's lives. Uh, Facebook is obsolete. Uh, You know, Facebook doesn't really matter anymore. Um, And, you know, really trying to have one central location for music and those that just love finding and sharing and having an ecosystem where they can come together and just be themselves and find share new music in a very friendly, fun way. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you kind of telling me about you and, and the app. I mean, it, it's been fun. I learned a lot and I'm sure anyone who listens to this will learn a lot from it too. Almost oh, definitely. Yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time, Anthony. Yeah, definitely. But, um, I mean, is there any like final thoughts you want to tell people to just kind of go download it or anything like that? Yeah, Loom can be found on the iOS app store. Uh, we just launched the the very first social media music streaming direct-to-artist support platform in the entire United States. It hasn't been done before. That was launched just five days ago. Check it out. If you're an emerging artist, There are it, there's a community out there for you, and you can find that on Loom. You can connect with other artists in a very similar situation as yourself. You can connect directly with your fans in a very fun, engaging way, as well as get your, you know, promote your music and leverage your fans as a catalyst for that growth to ultimately, you know, bridge the gap between the digital and the physical worlds of music. Uh, it's, it's a platform where everybody is welcome. And there's so many people out there that are looking for your music. And it's just about getting it on the right platform to do so, where you're not going to get drowned out by you know, all those A-list artists or the, you know, heavy hitters, top 1%, but you're working with everybody to take everybody's career to the next level. Awesome. Couldn't have said it better. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you talking to me and uh, 
We'll definitely keep in touch and uh, let me know your thoughts. Hey, you made it to the end. If you have any specific questions about marketing your music, feel free to visit our website at oddlysimple.xyz and see you next time.